Our Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Grant Robertson is with us now. Evening, Minister. Evening, Heather. Uh, the investor migrant visa. Is it the case that these guys bringing their money into the country are going to have to put their money into businesses approved by NZTE? It's certainly the case that we want it to be in businesses that are part of the productive economy. And one of the issues we've had with these kinds of uh, investor categories is that we've seen people investing in equities and, and bonds and property and money moving around very quickly and not necessarily going into the productive part of the economy. So it certainly has to be in businesses where we know that that's going to occur. Well, it doesn't have to be, but that means they'll, they'll get the points that they need to be able to get uh, the visa. In terms of specific businesses, I'd need to check that with NZT. My understanding, though, is it's more likely to be a criteria based arrangement than a specific list of businesses. I mean, they're saying that there will have to be businesses approved by them. So what are the criteria I, I for... approved the kind of criteria. So the announcement was made saying that the, you know, the final details will be refined through to September. I think what that means is the type of business as opposed to a specific business. How, well, what, how would you... How would you define a type of business? What Would you say, okay, you can put your money into fuel companies, all fuel companies, because that's a type? Yeah, yeah, or not necessarily fuel companies per se, but, but um, yeah, rather than, I mean, the proper problem we have here is that there are, there is an ability to create, you know, shell companies around property and that kind of thing. So I think what we're trying to do on our behalf here is make sure that this is genuinely going towards the productive side of the economy rather than simply having money that sits in accounts or is easily shifted quickly after a certain time limit is met. Um, there's a balance here because we are also providing more flexibility for investors so that they can invest over a three-year period um, and, you know, trying to make sure that the requirements around residents and so on are as reasonable as, as possible. Shouldn't the stuff have been nutted out before you guys made the announcement? Oh, no, not necessarily. I mean, we need to consult with the very people who we work with on this on a regular basis. So the, yeah. we said very clearly, or Minister Nash said very clearly when the announcement was made, that the final details would be resolved. Um, we did want to make sure people were aware that changes were coming because some people already had applications in the pipeline. So um, no, I wouldn't have thought that was unusual. In fact, I think we'd be asked to make sure that we are talking to people who will be affected by it uh, when we're putting the finishing touches on the design. Since when is investing in NZX listed businesses not investing in the productive economy? Well, it, it isn't necessarily. It's just making sure that the that the type of investment is one that endures in New Zealand. I think most people know the problem that we're trying to address here which is that these schemes can lead to situations where the money is parked for brief periods of time in bank accounts or into you know, property-type purchases that then get turned over very, very quickly and they don't actually get the balance between getting money and investment in but making sure that investment goes into the productive economy. So the, the, the fine details of questions around which companies and types of companies has been worked on, but I think everybody knows the problem we're trying to address. I, I mean, you know, are you guys deliberately trying to make it difficult for people to come into this country? Far from it. Um, this is, you know, a, a, an investment category. Uh, it's one that compares well internationally. Uh, but we've got to get the balance here. Heather. It, it, we have to make sure that, that this is genuinely people who want to come here, want to make a commitment, want to get into the productive economy. Um, I think setting those rules in that way is something that New Zealanders would expect us to do. Uh, and, you know, ranging, as I said, from no. 5 to $15 million worth of investment provides a lot of room for investors from, from different 
different backgrounds and also giving them the flexibility around the time period over which they can invest. I think those are positive things, but that also has to be balanced against making sure you know what this that this like. genuinely benefits from this. What I'm getting, there's a pattern of the announcements that you guys are making with migration, which is that you're announcing things and making it look like it's a good thing and it's going to let a whole bunch of people in. And when you look at the detail, you realise it actually just screws harder and makes it so much harder for people to, to, to actually get into this country. So effectively what you're doing is you look like you're open for business, but you're limiting the number of migrants deliberately. No, I, I don't accept that, Heather. Um, okay. you know, what we've got, what we've got here is a category where if you've got between five and fifteen million dollars, yeah. and you want to invest that over a, a decent period of time and, and helping grow the New Zealand economy, and in return for that, you get the privilege of being able to, to come here and, and and reside here. That that's an important balance. New Zealanders want us to make sure that we have immigration supporting our productive economy, uh, supporting the growth and jobs here in New Zealand, and that's what this policy is aimed to do. Alrighty. The cost of living payments that are, are running through to January, you're going to lift them, get rid of them in January? You mean the fuel excise duty cut? Sorry, yeah, the fuel excise tax, tax cut and the, 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 the cost, yeah. the half price transport. Yeah, look, that's the announcement we made and that's the intention we've got. Um, I said on the day we made the announcement that this can't go on forever. This is money that we need in our national entry. So are you promising to end it in January? That is our intention and our plan. Obviously, we've, <laughs> as we've learned through COVID, we have to be nimble. We have to make sure that we deal with what's in front of us. Uh, but that is our plan, yes. Okay. But obviously, it's your plan, but your plan can change. So what criteria would you have, would you need to see in order to keep it going? Well, what, what we're being told by most economists is that this June quarter numbers that we've seen for inflation last week are the peak, that it will start to come off, that the cost mm. of living pressures will ease, but not quickly. And I said that on the program last week with Andrew when, when you went there, that, that we recognise that, that, that this inflation will be higher than we have experienced for some time. But we want to make sure that New Zealanders' you know, cost of living pressures have been alleviated, uh, but we also want to have to balance that against all the other things that we need to be spending money on. So the intention is for it to finish on the 31st of January uh, and we will, you know, we're going to follow through on all the other cost of living supports we've got as well. But I think COVID must have taught us something, Heather, and that's that we've always got to be nimble, we've got to be flexible and we've got to be responsive because that's what New Zealanders expect of us. I reckon you'll go to the election with, with petrol still lower and half price public transport. What do you reckon? Well, as I say, we've made our announcement and that's at the 31st of January that changes. We go to half-price public transport for community services cardholders from mm-hmm. the 1st of February. Uh, and in terms of fuel excise duty and road user charges, our intention is that um, we, we go back to where we were before these cuts. All I'm saying is, if I've learned anything through the last two and a half years, it's you've got to be flexible. So you're trying to get me to say absolutely 110% so that when you interview me mm. on 1st of February, if for any reason it's different... You'll no, I'm just trying to get you to say what... I'm just trying to get you to say what we all know to be you, true. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, you're leaving your options open, though, aren't you? No, I'm saying our plan is that the 1st of January is it, um, but COVID has taught me to you know never say never. All right. I appreciate your time. Grant Robertson, the Deputy Prime Minister, Finance Minister.